Greetings, weary wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. I am your host, Steel Stash, and this week we are playing Dwarf Mine by James Haran. Now, before we get started, this is episode 25. Woohoo! We have been doing this for six months now. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all my listeners, watchers, subscribers, and everyone who has been keeping motivated and keeping this moving so far. And if you're not one of those people, then by all means, drop a like, drop a subscribe. All right, don't be shy. It's okay. Every week we play a new game and this week is no different. So like I said, this week we are playing Dwarf Mine, a mapping game of adventure. So Dwarf Mine is a game about drawing and designing a mine, uncovering treasure, and surviving the dangers of the mountain. In Dwarf Mine, you will draw your own mine on graph paper, roll dice to determine what gold, gems, or other treasure you've discovered, and hopefully defeat monsters in combat, keeping your mine alive and thriving. By the end of the game, you will have created a rich and unique history for your mine. No two games are the same. So for this, you're going to need some graph paper or the mountainscape, preferably the mountainscape. You will need a dwarf mine sheet, pencil and eraser, and a set of standard TTRPG dice. The story of your mine. A game of dwarf mine is played on graph paper over a series of turns by drawing and rolling dice. But dwarf mine is much more than tracking gold, population, and prestige. Dwarf Mine tells a story. The placement and unique names of your rooms are a part of that story. Where your ladders and hallways lead into the mountain are part of that story. The fate of your mind, whether it falls or not, is part of that story. When you play, be sure to keep track of the history of your mind on your Dwarf Mine sheet. If you really want to explore some role-playing, write journal entries as if you are the leader of the dwarf mine yourself. Remember, every great mine has a story, and every great story has a beginning and an end. So get ready for the story of your mine to be told. All right, so it starts off with some helpful phrases. As this is episode 25, I am assuming that most of you are familiar with polyhedral dice. However, this does use the term dice chain, which refers to the different dice in order from smallest to largest. So D4 to D6 to D8. Basically, as you're playing this game, your dice are gonna start out at a D4 and you can level them up or move up the dice chain. Uh, other important terms, all right, mine age. Your age starts at one and it increases by one each turn, which is different than your mine level, which will be based on how far you have dug in relation to your mountainscape. For gameplay, gameplay is going to consist of three activities per round. First, you have your turn where you add one to your mine age and you take one of two actions, building rooms or using rooms. For building rooms throughout the dwarf mine, you will be building hallways, ladders, and rooms and adding them to your mine. Some of these are, these rooms do have mechanical benefit to your mine. Now, don't worry, there is a rooms table in the back of the book which describes A, how big the room is supposed to be, and B, what the benefit to those rooms are. 
we will explain as we go. Now, for using rooms, each room gives your mind a benefit. Some rooms give your mind one benefit at a time. Other rooms give your mind a benefit each turn. Rooms can be used to claim benefits during your term. The order in which these rooms are used is up to you. So the second part of a round is treasure and combat rolls. For your treasure rolls, you must have added at least one square to your mine in the form of a hallway, ladder, or room during your turn in order to find some treasure. Then, to make a treasure roll, you're going to roll 1d8, add your mine age to the roll, and then look for the corresponding number on the treasure table. Combat rolls are very similar. You're going to roll 1d8, add your mine age to determine the result, and then go to the combat page to find out what combat you have found yourself in. Now, there are some persistent events, and this will be the last phase of a round. All right. And the results of most combat rolls are done once combat is complete. However, some special, usually dangerous combat rolls are persistent. That means they last until they are defeated, killed, or otherwise leave. If an enemy in combat is described as persistent, the enemy continues to impact your mind during this phase of the game. Rules for persistent enemies are listed in the combat table for which they are rolled. You may attack persistent enemies as many times as you wish during the persistent phase. The health of persistent enemies does not regenerate in between terms unless otherwise stated. If you kill a persistent enemy, you gain prestige equal to its original health. If you kill a persistent enemy or a persistent enemy leaves for any reason, your mind level automatically increases by one. Combat, all right? Mining is dangerous. And sometimes all you can do is fight for what you got. But a key thing to note is that... You and the enemy attack simultaneously. So even though you're going to be describing them in order, all attacks are simultaneous. So for attacking the enemy, when combat occurs, your mind will attack the enemy by rolling your mind's attack die. All mines start at the bottom of the dice chain with a D4. Building barracks can improve your attack die. And certain resources like ore used in an ore forge can add a modifier to the result of your attack die. The result of the attack die plus any modifiers is the amount of damage that will be dealt to the enemy's health. Being attacked, your enemy is also attacking your mind in combat. Your enemy will deal damage to your mind by rolling its own attack die. The combat table will explain what attack die the enemy will roll for their attack and any special abilities the enemy has while attacking. The results of your enemy attack die plus any special abilities is the amount of damage your mind will receive. Your mind will lose population equal to that damage. Combat ends when either your enemy's health is at or below zero, your mind's population is at or below zero, or you are in combat against a persistent enemy. Persistent enemies only attack once in regular combat. Be sure to read the rules for how the enemy attacks during the persistent phase. Remember, you may also attack persistent enemies during the persistent phase. Ending the game. So a game of Dwarf Mine ends when your population falls to zero. 
When this happens, the final chapter of your mind story has been written. Prestige and age. After a game of Dwarf Mine has ended, add up your total prestige and mine age. This can be treated as a final score of sorts and serve as a benchmark of success. You can measure the score against future mines or with the minds of your dwarf friends. So for any of you guys who decide to pick up this game, make sure you drop me a comment and let me know what your mind score was. And we will see how you do compared to me. Now, the rest of the book starts going into some of the different things that you got. All right, so this is your room table. All right, showing the various rooms that you can build and how much they cost and what size they are, as well as any benefits they might give you. You have your treasure tables, which will be based on your mine level, as well as various expansion rules in order to help add complexity or make the game more challenging. Now, we are not going to be doing any of the expansions. We are just going to be playing the base game. But you do have things like Mountain Creation, which allows you to have random rooms already set up that you would have to find. More than a dragon giving you more deadly enemies besides the final boss dragon. Bloodlines for creating unique dwarf leaders, as well as benefits for them. And more rooms. Moving on to the back of the book, we have Appendix 1, which is all the rooms in one page conveniently set up for you. You also have a room name generator and an achievement list. Now, the achievement list, just some fun things that you can do as you play multiple sessions of this. Go ahead and print this out, stick it, on, or stick it in your notebook with the rest of your Dwarf Mind stuff, and check it off as you play. Now, moving on over to our game sheet. Before we get in, you have your mountainscape, which has a lovely picture of the mountain, and your mine is divided up into four different levels. Each level is represented by horizontal and vertical blocks, and the levels kind of vary in how deep they actually go. So level one is the shallowest, level four is the deepest. For your player sheet, you got a spot for your mine name, your dwarf leader, gold, starting population, all of that. Now, for starting population and gold, you start with 20 and 20 of each. And again, you start on a D4 for everything and a mine level of one, mine age of one. So we're going to go ahead and dive on into our gameplay. Our mine is going to be called Kazadstash with the dwarf leader of Steel Stash being in charge. So Steel Stash leading a group of 19 other dwarfs. So we're going to go ahead and get started and build our first room. Now, the rules don't specify how many things you can build on a turn. We're going to go ahead and say you can build one room a turn. Hallways and ladders are free. Rooms do cost gold. So we will say that you can build one room a turn if you have the gold to do it. You can build the hallways and ladders in order to connect it. However, one thing to note, the rules do say that you have to have at least a square between each hallway, ladder, or room. All right, so you cannot have rooms butting up right next to each other. There has to be a square in between them. 
but that means that some of our rooms are going to be very important as we only have 20 gold to start out with and we have to hope that we will be able to get more and minor clarification i kind of forgot you are finding treasure every round so the gold isn't necessarily the issue the issue is going to be our population and our strength so i think up front i think up front the first thing that i need to build is going to be a hovel which is a three by three room it is going to cost me four gold but that allows me to gain one population each turn for every hovel that i have so we are going to go ahead and build our first hovel towards the top of our mine and we will go ahead and give that hovel a name based on the appendix okay so that's going to be 1d20 for the prefix and 1d6 for the hovel name so 1d20 plus 1d6 or an 18 and a 2 so 18 the prefix is going to be a number one through eight for example third or in this case first and for two it's going to be city so this is going to be first city and we will go ahead and add the establishment of first city to our mining history in addition to that we just want to make sure that we have a ladder and hallway going up and out there we go so we have our ladder and hallway established and our first hovel established all right so that is going to be it for our build phase moving on to our treasure and combat i'm just going to go ahead and roll 2d8 save myself a little bit of time because the tables are right next to each other so for treasure i get a one and for combat i get a six so treasure plus mine age so treasure is going to be two mine is going to be six so for a level one mine rolling a two you have mined two gold and one ore so we're going to go ahead and add one ore to our ore tab our gold tab we were at 20 we went down to 16 for building the hovel we are up to so we have 18 gold and then again combat is seven so seven a goblin tunneling party i was saying right off the bat we get to do some combat we have a goblin tunneling party they have four health and a 1d4 attack so i'm going to roll 2d4 per turn or per combat round to see what happens so as we were excavating first city we seem to have found a little hole and from that hole there is a chittering and from that chittering there was goblins our mighty dwarves took arms and rushed towards the goblins dealing four damage the goblins struck back savagely dealing four damage as well while the goblin raiding party was destroyed unfortunately our population was also hindered and we have dropped down to 16 total population and as we have no persistent threat that will be the end of that turn 
or correction that round so that brings us up to mine age two because of our hovel our population goes from 16 to 17 and now we enter our build phase having been concerned by having been concerned by the fact that we've already run into goblins i think i think barracks is the next order of business I think establishing a barracks is going to be our next order of business. So that is going to cost us three gold. Our gold goes from 18 to 15. But our attack die will now move up to a D6. And we need to give our barracks a name. We need to give our barracks a name. So once again, that's going to be a D20 and a D6. 13 and 5. So 13 is Gurn. Five is shield. So Gurn Shield Barracks. And that will be it for our build phase. Moving on to our treasure phase. We got three plus two, which is five. Five is you have mined 1d6 gold. Outstanding. So we get to roll one d6 for our gold. And of course we roll a one. Of course we roll a one but our gold goes from 15 to 16. we have made some improvement it's all right it's all right it's all right it's okay for combat we rolled a four plus two is six and it would seem that there was a dire wolf hiding in the tunnel that we built our barracks so the direwolf has a health of four and an attack of 1d6. So we are going to roll 2d6. One for 1d6 for our attack, 1d6 for the wolf's attack. All right. So we attacked with three. They attacked with five. Moving on to the next one because we have to resolve this. They still have one health. We rolled a six. Couldn't have rolled that on the first one. And they rolled a two. Couldn't have rolled that on a first one. So the dire wolf is dead, but they have also killed 17 of our dwarves, which is a sad day indeed. Our population has gone from 17 to 10. We still have no persistent attack. That brings us up to a mine age of three. I think for this, we're going to have to try and build another hovel. All right, we have built our second hovel. So let us see what that does for us as far as names go. So this will be low city. So we have first city and low city. No standard naming conventions among these dwarves. Everything shall be different. Sorry, I forgot to add my one population for the start of the turn. So my population was 10, now 11 thanks to first city. And that will take us to our treasure and combat phase. So let's hope for high treasure, low combat. So I rolled threes for both, which means I got sixes because of my mine age of three. So treasure six for mine level one. 1d6 gold and one ore. That is, that is nice. My ore is now up to two. And 1d6. Four. Outstanding. So I was at six. Or I started the round at 16. I spent 
four to build my hovel i gained four so i am still at 16 gold at least i broke even on this round better than i've been doing the past two but for a six on the combat we have found another dire wolf so once again that is a health of four and a attack of 1d6 i also have an attack of 1d6 let's roll these dice and see what happens in the first phase of combat my dwarves strike out and do two damage while the direwolf snarls and snaps back killing five dwarves and again in the second phase of combat my remaining dwarves rally dealing six damage while losing another five dwarves so i have lost 10 dwarves total i go from 11 to 1. steel stash is the last one standing it seems that the wolves have taken the gates we've barred the doors but will there be any help we don't know unfortunately yeah i'm down to steel stash thank goodness i have two hovels so i'm going to be getting two dwarves back right now actually because that is the end of round three and we move on to round four so my population will go from one to three these dwarves should not ask what happened to everybody else don't worry about what happened to everybody else worry about what we are going to do to build our city up now i'm torn because i feel like i should i feel like i should be trying to increase my attack some more because i keep getting attacked by wolves but these wolves are doing so much damage that it almost doesn't matter about my low rolls i don't know if increasing that is going to help any i know i need more dwarves and i can build three more hovels total you can only have a total of five we're yeah we're gonna go ahead we are going to go ahead and we're going to build another hovel on the hope and prayer that we survive this next round so let's go ahead and see what this hovel's name shall be uh this will be a number and city everything is being named city so this is going to be second city so we have first city low city and second city weird order for naming this it seems that it seems that maybe the dwarves are trying to get away from low city the naming convention of low city as that brought nothing but the near extinction of the mine first city yeah first city hurt but it was only some goblins so now we move on to treasure and combat hoping for okay well we rolled twos again double twos so i seem to be rolling doubles for my treasure and combat roll my mine age is four so these numbers are going to be six again 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 a six i already know what combat is because i've rolled it three times in a row now it seems that we have it seems that we have tried to settle on a dire wolf nest a dire wolf den there is nothing but dire wolves only dire wolves in the mountains but we'll add our one ore and our 1d6 gold up front so we have three ore 
our gold was at 12 because we had to spend four for the hovel we were rolling 1d6 and got a three so gold is up to 15 and now it is time to do combat and it is not looking good for the home team it's looking slightly better for the home team we rolled a three the wolf rolled a one so it is one and two that is where simultaneous attacks is annoying we're both probably going to roll high right here i don't even want to look we both rolled sixes i rolled a six and they rolled a six so even though there should have been one other dwarf standing with me at this time we're going to go ahead and say that that first attack knocked everybody out except for steel stash once again and dwarven leader steel stash glares into the eyes of this direwolf and both let out a guttural growl as they leap forward towards each other and as the wolf tears out my throat i stab its heart and we both die together thus passes steel stash and ends the exploration of a kazad stash but that is dwarf mine a mining map making game so that was super fun i really liked that my total score was crap so i have a feeling that anybody who plays is going to be my score but again send me a comment let me know what your score was and we can see i'm not even going to keep track of my score if you played you won congratulations but tell me anyway because i am curious i'm curious how you guys succeeded maybe it was you didn't roll six after six after six after six but hey these things happen that's what happens when you use dice this game was fun i liked it i wish that i could get to a point where i could see what the rest of it was like now part of that was on me i probably could have used some of the extra rooms and whatnot to generate gold and everything like that from the expansion set i mean but you know i just wanted to experience what the base game was so definitely a fun game definitely rolls more in line with more aligned with some of the old school dungeon crawl like it's got kind of that old school dungeon crawl feel to it because you are using it's not procedural generation because you aren't rolling for like what rooms you're going into those are conscious decisions that you are making i want to say that i think you can build as many rooms as you have gold for build as many rooms as you have gold for i think that was my biggest downfall the fact that i had gold and i wasn't building rooms i limited myself to one room a turn and that was a detriment that is not stated in the rules again that is something i just made up for my playthrough build as many rooms as you have gold because you could build four hovels and a barracks your attack would go up to d6 and you would be generating four dwarves a turn right off the bat like right off year one and that is that is a much stronger start than what i did if i had done that i like the dire wolves still would have hurt but they probably wouldn't have hurt as much 
now of course that also like that also makes things more interesting i that that probably would make things more interesting because the only way to get treasure is to build something on your turn now hallways and ladders do count but but if you do not have the goal to build a room that means you need to build a random hallway or ladder and because you have those limitations on where rooms can fit and and how close things can be to each other that that actually starts to force you to go deeper into the mine and so yeah that's the way to do it build build as much as you have gold for and then on turns that you don't have gold build a hallway or a ladder for free just so you can try to build up some more gold which i think is where i think is where the room expansion would potentially hurt this game because one of the things you can build in the room expansion is a mineshaft now granted mineshaft does cost 20 gold but it gives you gold every turn regardless of whether or not you do anything so like i thought about it i legit thought about it i thought about just building that and just generating gold every turn i'm glad i didn't because that would have made this playthrough even more painful than it was so i would recommend adding the mineshaft right off the bat because you're adding your mine age to your combat rolls which means every turn you are not doing something to help your defenses you are ticking closer and closer and closer towards a more dangerous persistent threat and you definitely don't want to be caught off guard trying to build up trying to build up enough gold to like max out your barracks or something just right up front either build as many barracks as you can and some hovels or build as many hovels as you can and some barracks and then try to uh, try to use the uh, use the gold you find during the treasure phase to build your barracks to max level and then you can worry about like and then you can worry about the other stuff at least that's my recommendation now that is one thing i do like though because you are adding your mine age to your treasure and your combat rolls especially your combat rolls you can't just hide behind what you got because again you are always ticking closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to those persistent threats and as you dig deeper and deeper down and get to further and further levels you're going to run into harder and harder threats so you definitely want to make sure that you are taking advantage of any opportunity you can to add a room just so that you can deal with those persistent threats when they come up but like i said brilliant little game definitely had a lot of fun on this you can find dwarf mine on itch and drive through they are on both i'm going to drop both links down below but the game is seven dollars totally worth it definitely go check it out tell james i said hi and that i sent you and remember mustache y'all to stay awesome you've been listening to lonely ttrpg the solo ttrpg live play and review if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or 
at blackdragondungeoncompany at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackdragondungeoncompany. Thank you so much.